Don't get lost in the waves of change. 190 pages, tens of hours of lawyers. One takeaway today is you, you now put on your listing agent hat when you meet with a buyer and you treat them the same way. So that's what you need to take with. KGCI Real Estate on Air, keeping you informed and empowered as the NAR settlement brings seismic shifts to the real estate industry. It's a consultation and a strategy. When you think of how people need to buy a home in this market, it takes great strategy. So why not strategize with that buyer? They need your help more than ever. Depend on KGCI Real Estate on Air. Today, we have Super Bowl champion Satima Nali sitting down with us. Satima has an amazing journey to share with everyone. Today, he's going to talk about how he went from Super Bowl champion to bankrupt and then how he persevered through the darkest time of his life. This man literally lost it all, including his Super Bowl ring. I cannot wait for you to hear his story and how he unleashed his inner legend. This is Unleash Your Inner Legend, a podcast featuring modern day legends sharing their life choices, habits, and routines that got them to where they are today. Get ready to be inspired and to take massive action to unleash your inner legend. Hey, it's Holly here, and I'm super excited about today's guest. We've got Super Bowl winner Satima Nali. Welcome, Satima. Holly, great to be with you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, absolutely. And you have an amazing story that I cannot wait to share with everyone. And before we kind of get into how you went from Super Bowl champ to broke, can you give us a little bit about who you are and what you're all about? You got it. I'm a husband and of my best friend. We've been married almost 15 years. I'm a father of three boys currently today, ages 12, 9, and 6. And I run a coaching and consulting business, a speaking platform, podcasts and books. And my, my life's work is about changing lives, like making lives better, uh, men in their marriages, with their businesses, women as uh, for their, you know, just being a woman and a mother and a wife. And we run our events and uh, I love music and I love life. Like I love my, my kids. I love my family. I love being alive. It's an amazing time to be alive. So thank you. It's great to be here. Ah, that's so awesome to hear. And I appreciate you sharing all of that. So let's kind of get into your story and your journeys, because I know that you have a lot of wins, a lot of losses, a lot of obstacles. So why don't we just kind of blow everyone away about your journey? Yeah, thank you so much. You know, uh, this all goes back to high school. When I was in high school, I, I was a late bloomer. So for those of you who aren't as athletic or talented or smart, or you don't have as much money, I, was, I bloomed late. I wasn't the fastest, I wasn't the strongest. And it was such a gift because it forced me to work harder. Like I just worked. I worked harder than anybody because I had to because I wasn't as talented early on. And when you develop the habits of hard work, like great things happen. So I get a scholarship offer to go play at Brigham University. I go play my college ball at BYU and get picked up by the Patriots. And this is my rookie year. And like, again, I go from college to the NFL, right? College, you're got, you're, there's no money. You're eating like Fruit Loops and ramen <laughs> noodles and, you know, scraping by to the next scholarship check comes. And then I'm in the NFL and you add a, a few zeros on there and we keep winning. And that year, my rookie year, we ended up winning the Super Bowl. And it was one of the greatest, you know, if you've never played sports, but you've been in love with something that you've always wanted to do, like you've had this dream. Like for any guy who plays football, that's the pinnacle, right? To get to the Super Bowl, to win the Super Bowl. And it was such an incredible time of life because nobody gets to the big game by accident. Same thing in business. No one builds an amazing business, a profitable, enormous business. No one has an amazing marriage. It's never, ever by accident. 
And the day we won the Super Bowl, it was, it was, um, it was emotional. <laughs> you grow and then crying. And it was such an incredible time of life. And so that takes me from college to the NFL. And like it was an, an incredible ride. That's amazing to hear how you went from like late bloomer to like now you're NFL like Super Bowl champ. That's incredible. I appreciate you sharing that and being vulnerable because a lot of people just kind of see the glitz and glam and not so much of the, you know, the underdog story. So that's awesome. Yeah, like I'll say this. I hated football early on. I didn't like it. I wanted to quit. I wish it would rain and lightning and thunder so I didn't have to go to practice. You know, if it's thundering outside and lightning, they cancel practice. And I was, I, you know, it was hard work. Football's hard. You got to run these sprints and you got to hit guys and sweaty guys and smelly shoulder pads. And it just, it was not fun in the beginning. And then I developed a love for it because I wanted to be a winner. I wanted to be a champion. So finished up with the NFL, I'm a Super Bowl champ, come home after my second year. Uh, my back was hurt pretty bad and I knew it was time to be done. And I came home and a good friend of mine showed me a paycheck. It was for like 30 grand. And I thought, man, that's like NFL money. I was like, did you make that last year? And he's like, no, I made it last month. And I was like, no way. I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. You know, when you're in football, everything's football. So I was like, I'm going to do this mortgage thing. What in the world is a mortgage? I had no idea what mortgages were in real estate. And I jumped into the mortgage industry and I, I was as committed to mortgages as I was to football. Like I was like, look, I'm, I want my best days to be ahead of me. So we started just crushing it. We were successful. We had teams. This was back in the, the day before the recession. So anything was possible. Money was everywhere. It was abundant. They were giving it out. And like we had it all. And in 2006, it was Christmas uh, 2006, right before seven and eight. And I was really unhappy. I had a lot of money, more money than I knew what to do with. Uh, brand new cars, brand new homes, properties all over the country. And my heart was empty. My soul was empty. You know, I was like, you know, I don't think this is my final stop. Even though the money's amazing, even though business is really good. And someone had asked me, they said, September, what do you want to do with your life? Like, what do you really want to do? And the truth was, was I wanted to, to be this speaker like Tony, this trainer like Zig Ziglar. I wanted to be an author like Stephen Covey. I had these handful of, of people that I looked up to and said, I want to be like them. So I started the transition, all my business tied to real estate and mortgages. And then, you know, but the truth is that's what I, Holly, that's what I'd always wanted to do. I saw Zig Ziglar and, and Jim Rohn and Tony Robbins. And I thought, man, that's, that's what I want to do. That's what I was supposed, that's what I'm born to do. And so I'll, I'll say this to those who listen to this. If you have a dream, and you, like you really, really, really want to. And I'm not talking like, oh, I want a, I want a Bentley or a, a Rolls Royce. I mean, yeah, you can have those, but most people, they desire what they really want. Mm -hmm. And I desire to go be a game-changing, transformational coach and speaker and consultant. So when the crash came, we lost everything. Mm -hmm. And I say lost everything, you know, it's hard for people. If, if you've not gone through a recession, wait till you go through one. You know, we were living at the time in a 6,000 square foot home, brand new cars, I had properties everywhere. And then we started to like, I couldn't make the payroll. I couldn't pay my people. I couldn't pay my bills. We had to let the people go. And what ends up being a lot of money in your bank account, which is a lot, it, 
evaporates quickly when you have a very healthy payroll and bills to pay, uh, leases to cover and homes to cover. And, you know, Holly, I went from a very confident, powerful man with all the answers <laughs> to a very depressed, discouraged. And, and it was uh, Thanksgiving 2008. And it was crazy that it was Thanksgiving. We were getting kicked out that week. So Monday and Tuesday of Thanksgiving week, uh, we moved to a, a home that my buddy's like, hey, this home has four months before it forecloses. So we moved there. We get kicked out of our home. Um, Thanksgiving, we're at, for dinner, we're at Golden Corral, the buffet. Like, there's no turkey. There's just like, let's go to the restaurant. This is as much as we can, we can do. And by 2009, like, we had sold everything. We had downsized. I was in a band. I had expensive guitars and keyboards, our beds, our TVs, everything we owned in a 6,000-square-foot home we started to get rid of. And then the last thing that I had to get rid of was we weren't making money. Like, we were late on our rent. We were renting at the time, and we couldn't put gas in the car. We lost all the cars. My father-in-law bought us a vehicle. Like, my, my, my wife's dad bought us a, a used car. Uh, we have two kids at the time, and you know it's a depressing time. When I say depressed, like people, it's like I could say that, but I was yelling at my wife and kids about wasting the milk and cereal. You know, I was getting mad about them leaving lights on. I mean, that's like pennies. And Holly, I'll never forget the day where I just my wife's like, "What are we going to do? Like our rents due, the the cell phone bills, and the insurance for the car, and nothing I was doing was working. Nothing." And I looked at my Super Bowl ring, the ring right here. There's a picture of it right here. And I'm like, I knew what I had to do. And I jumped online and I found a collector in New York City who said he'd give me X amount of dollars for it. And I flew to New York and I sobbed like a baby. I cried the whole way. I, I was like, and I was, ang I was angry. I was humiliated. I was, I was like, how did I get here? Like I just, just that year as we were a multi seven figure business. <laughs> And now I'm flying to New York to give up a Super Bowl ring, which those don't come easy. Like they just don't come by easily. And, and then that was 2009. So I got money from that. I tried to still build a business and failed miserably. And by 2010, it was at like 50 creditors a day. I couldn't pay bills. And so we drew a line in the sand and filed a chapter seven bankruptcy. And I mean, we had a lot of money that we, like we had to put it like we were just, there was no way, you know, there's there's no way we were coming back from this one. And by 2011, we're negative uh, in the bank account. We're living in a 900 square foot townhome. I'm depressed, discouraged, even, you know, thoughts of not living anymore. I mean, just don't know until you're there how hard it really is because it messes with your, with your, your ego, with your pride, with your self-concept, your self-esteem. and I'll tell you, Holly, those are some dark days, you know, for any entrepreneur, any business owner who's ever lost, who's been upside down, who's had to give everything back and then downsize and downsize. And, you know, we sold my wife's wedding ring. We sold the Super Bowl ring. We sold everything. Uh, even there was a time where, you know, uh, we were living in Utah at the time and we had a baby changing station. So right, we had this station where you change diapers and I jumped online and sold that thing for 20 bucks. And someone came and picked it up and they gave me a 20. I was like, I just needed money just to put gas in the car, put food on the table. And about that time I was like, dude, I was, I was done. I was like, this is, this is not it. There's no, there's no freaking way. 
that me, a college graduate that was a captain at BYU, a Super Bowl champion, uh, multiple seven-figure earner in the mortgage and real estate. There's no way that that was as good as it was going to get. And if anyone's listening to this, whoever's listening to this, I just want you to know, like, if you're going through these tough times, embrace it. Because I look back on those times, they were the best thing for me. Because in 2011, hungry, like my back's against the wall. I'm, I'm married. I got my two kids. We're broke. Financially, we've been broke for like four years now. Uh, I tell them of seven, eight, nine, ten, and into 11. It's just, we're miserable. And I made up my mind. I was like, God, I'll do anything. And when I go wash cars at the car wash, I, I just, I got to get out of this funk. I was in this funk mentally. And a guy recruited me to go knock doors. It's a door-to-door, right? Door-to-door salesman. I'm, I'm 35 going on 36. Everyone else is in their 20s and young. And I eat some serious humble pie and he recruits me and I'm like, I'll do it. And it was a four-month job, four and a half, you know, 18 weeks. That was it. And I looked at my wife. And she was going to pack up our little town home and drive our kids out to South Carolina. I jumped on a plane and I flew out there and I looked at her and I said, Hey, I'm, I'm not coming home. Like I'm going to make this thing work. Cause I knew she deserved more. I knew my kids deserved more. I knew I was capable of way more, but I had just got knocked off and I couldn't figure out how to get back on. And the answer was the doors. I became a door to door salesman and there was 100% commission and you had to be damn good at it. And I knocked all summer 2011. Nobody worked harder than me. I learned how to sell. I practiced every day. I role played every day. I studied every day. I knocked early. I knocked late. You know, six days a week of just grinding, knocking, like walk into a neighborhood, right, Holly? Knock on a door. Imagine me, you opening your door, and I'm like, Holly, my name is to show you my, my name's Satema. Hey, I'm the manager here in the area. Do you know the Johnsons? You see that little sign over there? So those are my sons. I know I'm, you know, I'm a sales guy. I'll just be real quick and learning how to get into the home, how to sell them, how to walk out within 45 minutes or 30 minutes having a guy walk in to install these smart homes. And, you know, Holly, it was, it was the greatest blessing. Like, I'm so thankful for those dark, depressing, discouraging times, those times of despair. Because it forged me into who I am today. It forged me on the doors. I knocked for three summers. I recruited. I sold. I built teams. Made awesome money. Got my confidence. I got my mojo back. You know, like I got it back. And, you know, there's, I have a book called Winning After the Game. You know, I talk a lot about the doors in there. And like every time I talk about the doors, I get emotional because no one knows until you actually go do a job that's just grind. And I remember just thinking, like, how in the world did I get here? Like, this is the great September's knocking doors for a living. And I tell you, that was one of the best times of my life. Uh, three summers, 2011, 2012, 2013, Georgia, Texas, Iowa, uh, Bakersfield, California. We, I, and just traveling around, living in hotels, living in apartments. Like, this was my life. And I loved it. By the time 2013 was done, we had, we had made incredible money, and I knew it was time. Like I talk about this voice inside, and there was this voice inside me that was like, "It's time." And I was sitting in my car in my little Scion box car, and it's Bakersfield, California, October 2013, and I knew it. I was out there with my team knocking, and I knew it was time to move. And 
I made the move and here I am six years later, coaching, living in Southern California. I have a coaching business. We I speak on stages, I influence, and I, I, I do a lot of good for just for business owners, entrepreneurs. And I freaking love it. It's so amazing. Wow. What a story. I mean, there's just so much that, I mean, like literally like you go from like winning to losing to winning to losing, you know what I mean? And it's just yeah. like riding those, so roller coaster. So, you know, what advice would you say to somebody um, who has been in your situation, whether it's pro- professional athlete or even like a big timer in like, you know, the stock, stock world, like, you know, a lot of people that are big timers, they have a lot of ego because it, I mean, it just comes with the, the territory. I feel like, you know, you feel good. People are bragging about you and then you lose it all. Well, a lot of people are almost embarrassed to get back up on the horse because they're like, well, no one's going to take me serious. How do you overcome that embarrassment or that, um, you know, not playing the pity party all the time. How did you really overcome yeah. that? You How did I overcome the ego and the pride and the embarrassment? Uh, I'd say the first thing is you better be hungry for something more than you have. And I was, I believe most people, they're very hungry. I believe most people have dreams and goals and things they want to do. They're just afraid to share it. They're afraid to say what it is. And 2010, 2011, I just, I mean, we're scraping every, I, we, we didn't make any money. Like we were getting by on blessings from heaven and good people in our communities that would bring us dinner. And so the, the first thing is like, just humble yourself and get, find the hunger again. And I wanted to be successful. I wanted, and I basically said, Whatever is required, right? Whatever is required to get that thing over there, success, money, wealth, my confidence and power back, time freedom back, to feel fulfilled and to find meaning and satisfaction, I will do whatever is required to do that. And what was required was that I humble myself. I go knock doors as a door-to-door salesman six days a week in the hot summers and I learned how to grind again. And it was so good for me. So that's the first thing I tell people is like, what do you want? Do you want to stay where you're at? Or do you want to go back to the promise and do you want to get back to, to greater heights? And that's the first step. Like if people, you got to go inside and you got to ask yourself a powerful question. What do I want? That's awesome. That's great advice. And, you know, as far as like public uh, figures or athletes, a lot of people, they come into like a lot of money instantly. How, like, what advice would you give to those people who just become, you know, they get into this money and how would they, like, what advice would you give to them in managing their money and, and being smart about it? Such an incredible question as far as managing your money, you know. Number one, Create a budget and live on it. When you make, say, let's say you make, you're make, you go from nothing to 100 grand a month. You know, there's a law that says, Parkinson's law, which says most people, when their income increases, their standard of living increases. And so if you're making $100,000 a month, you should probably live on like 10 to 20 or even 10 to 15. Like you don't, you don't need it. What do you do with the rest of it? You save it. And you save it to invest it because like the gravy train runs out oftentimes, unless you reinvent yourself, unless you have your investments, but you need money to invest unless you have 
my portfolios, but you need money to be able to do those things. And I just spent it like crazy. I just spent. Now, there's, you can invest your money, but there's a difference between spending and investing. So first thing I'd say is, is find what you're going to spend and every excess save to invest. Uh, don't be, you don't need, like you're not Santa Claus here. <laughs> you don't need to buy dinner for everybody. Just because you ran into the money doesn't mean it's your job to go provide. Uh, you know, I see all these people who are, they're going to go buy houses for their parents. So that's fine. I go put the money into assets that can then utilize the assets to buy the houses. And then um, that's the biggest thing I'd say, because we hit the bottom after the NFL and, and even after the mortgage industry, we hit the bottom. And I said, I'm never doing this again. Like, no way. It was so damn painful. It was painful. It hurt. It was miserable. It was, it was depressing. And so my, my advice to people, just learn how to live on less than you earn. And if you want to have a bigger lifestyle, just increase your means. If you want to have a lifestyle where you're spending 50 grand a month, well, go make 250 grand a month, right? Go make way more money than what you're going to spend. And in order to do that, right, that's another conversation of increasing your skill sets, your mindsets in the marketplace. That's incredible advice. And, you know, also with pro athletes, like what advice would you give them? Because, you know, it is, it career, career wise, it is short, like short term. It's not like forever. Um, like you said, in your thirties, you're about, you know, that's, you're tapping out. What advice would you give in regards to building a personal brand? Oh man. Like, look, as, as an athlete, you are a brand, you are a business, you are it. And so, especially while you're playing football, like utilize your name, your social media platforms, you utilize all that stuff, all of it, get opportunities to speak, to network, to build businesses. I know NFL guys who have who own franchises, restaurants, all types of business because they utilize who they were. And especially in today's marketplace, you are a business, right? You are a brand, your name, your message, whatever program, product or service that you're putting out to the marketplace. And I would tell athletes like you have a brand, learn how to utilize your name, your face, your body, your voice, whatever you stand for. Like people love that. And, you know, that's what I do today. I didn't do it while I was in football. Obviously, no social media back then. And, but I get it today. And so even though I've been out of the game for 15 years, 16 years out of football, out of the NFL, I still utilize, right, my, my, my time with the Patriots, the Super Bowl, and I build my, my personal brand, right, social media, Instagram, Facebook, my podcast. And, like, you have an opportunity. Like, you have, a, you have something. You have the advantage and the edge. That most people, you have a name and a body and face and a skill set that you utilized, so use it. I love that. And you've done such a great job in, in branding yourself and, and telling your story. And um, we've had Ryan Steuben on the show recently, and he dove really deep into like the force of averages and how it works. I'm always trying to bring somebody down when they're winning, which sounds like a force of average definitely got a hold of you, but didn't keep you below there. So how do you handle the force of average and then what do you do when you're getting brought down and then how do you turn it around? Great question. I love it. Ryan, so Ryan's my, uh, one of my good friends. I love Ryan. He calls it the force of average. Stephen Pressfield calls it the resistance. I call it the enemy. And when the enemy, right, with this enemy, this, this force, it's, it's inside of you, but it's not you. And you, that's a distinction you got to make. Yeah. It's inside of you. It's part of you, but it is not you. That's huge. Yeah, it's, it is because people think it's just something out there. No, it's inside of you. It, 
It's a demon. It's a dragon you got to face every day. And, and when that, like, I just know this, every time you set enormous goals, right? Big, huge, big, hairy, audacious goals, and you have big outcomes and dreams, and, and they're big. You're going to face that same level of resistance of the force of average of this. The enemy is going to rise. So if I have small goals that don't require anything like that, you, you don't face a lot of the enemy. But when you have things like I want to do or that Ryan wants to do or Holly that you want to do, you're going to face it. So what happens or how do you deal with it? Number one, just, just be aware it's not you. You're supposed to face opposition. It's part of the game. And the reason why, you know, we, we build biceps or your chest and legs, muscles, building muscle comes from lifting heavy things or facing opposition and resistance. So just know all the resistance you're facing now means like there's something incredible around the corner. If you can be aware of that and just remember that, like, what, what do I want? Why did I start this journey? Oh, it's because I want to go impact lives or I want to go make, you know, 10 million or $20 million. I want to go make a difference in the world. If you have that mindset, you just know, okay, cool. The enemy's coming. I'm going to face it every day. And you ask the question, well, how do I, how do I beat it? You go do the thing that it's telling you not to do. Like you go do, you, you go take the action. The enemy would have, so we have a phrase in what we talk, in our language where we say, go do what's required to get what's desired. And don't do your best. Don't do all that you know. Go do what's required. And in order to do what's required, the enemy would have you trick yourself. Like, like being busy is doing what's required. And the enemy would have you say, you're not good enough to do this. Who are you to do a podcast? Who are you to go put a book out? You're not, you don't belong. It's all voices that come right behind thoughts in here. And so I tell people, the moment you get these thoughts, the moment you get these things that happen, question the thought. Question, like, okay, is this me? Is this thought going to lead me to what I want? And if the answer is no, go do the thing. Like, right, that, that for me, the enemy's usually like, you don't need to go to the gym today. Look, you, you already worked out last week. You don't need to go do this. Look, you already got this money coming in. You don't need to take your wife on a date. Dude, you dated her last week. And the enemy will never have you do what's required. So the moment you feel those feelings, or those thoughts, right? The feelings come from thoughts. Thoughts are either true or they're not. And most of the thoughts we have about who we are, they are not true. Like they're not even true. Most people are like, you know, if you make these calls, like they're going to think you're so dumb. <laughs> and we actually listen to that thought. I'm like, dude, it's so what? Pick up the phone, make your call, take your funnel, launch your funnel, take your phone, shoot a video. And it's about being in action. And so that's the right? Number one, be aware of, of what you're feeling and thinking. Challenge those thoughts, if they're even true. And then go do the thing that the enemy or the resistance is telling you to not do. And do that consistently. A couple other things that help. Number one is like, surround yourself with great people. We call it who's in your huddle. I just had a huddle call with my group. Uh, Ryan's got his tribe. There's so many incredible groups out there. Surround yourself with greatness and you will become great. Yeah. So who's in your huddle, right? Association, who you're around. Um, a couple other things, right, is we exercise every day. Right? If you're not exercising your body to master your body, you're going to be in trouble. There's a lot of other things, but I'd say, Holly, if you do those things, right, be aware, go be in action, take care of your body, get the exercise, get control of this, and then surround yourself with great people. 
Like you can't help but win. That's incredible advice. I really appreciate you taking the time to lower your guard and really just speak your story and tell your truth. Um, it's so inspirational to see that. So like you've mentioned, you are a high performance coach. You work with professional athletes, high powered professionals and inspiring, you know, seven figure entrepreneurs. You have multiple events going on and, and throughout the year, what what habits and rituals do you do so that you're stay focused on the goal and what you're trying to accomplish in changing the world? You got it. I'll share that over here. Number one. So I have four questions, right? Did you sweat? Did you connect? Did you invest? Did you create? Mm -hmm. Sweat is your physical fitness and nutrition. There's no doubt about it. Like if you're not taking care of your body, you're going to lose or you'll never hit maximum capacity. So exercise every day for me, it's 5 a.m. I love the early morning workout. I exercise six days a week. On Sunday, we go for a walk with the family, a rollout stretch. I still stay active. As far as um, did you connect, I meditate every day. And this is my spiritual discipline. So between prayer, meditation, scripture study, like I just know in my belief, if there's a God in heaven, I'm calling on my God in heaven. And if they're just going to give me an edge, absolutely. So did you sweat? Did you connect? I want to stay connected. I meditate. I create space. Did you invest? I message my wife, my parents. I, I water the relationships daily that I want to have grow. Why? Because I've seen a lot of businessmen who go out, they, they run these big businesses and I'm doing this for my family, but their family's way behind. Or they leave their family or they cheat on their family. And I didn't never wanted that to happen. So date nights once a week, non-negotiable. And spending time with my kids, non-negotiable. Right? Being present with my kids and my wife, non-negotiable. When it's time to work, I work. And the you know, handful of hours after work, I go play catch. I go coach my kids' teams. And then the last one, did you create a study book every day and teach? Every day. So I study something relevant for business. Right, right now, I'm reading this book called Stealing Fire. It's an amazing book. I've got three other books here on my desk and I'm constantly reading books and listening to grow myself, to open up my mindset to possibilities. I do that every single day. Like every day we call them actions that matter, right? Exercise, meditation, uh, messaging to the loved ones and studying books and teaching. A few other things that I do when I hire coaches, I, I'm a coach and I have some of the best coaches. And it's, it's probably one of my biggest, I don't want to call it my bill, but it's one of my biggest investments every year, making sure that I'm connected to the best coach. Because I, I want to win. I want to live my purpose. I create, I want to live powerfully and create results that matter. Like really make a difference, live my calling. Like I saw a shirt today and I don't know whose phrase it is, but it was, it was a shirt on Instagram where it says, I was not born to pay bills and die. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's a beautiful shirt. Like there is no, there's, no way that I was born to work in some cubicle, get a paycheck, pay my bills, and die. I'm like, I want to experience life. I want to travel and be with my wife and kids and take care of my body. There's a lot of things I want to do. And so I love, I absolutely love uh, what we do on a daily basis. So hire coaches, and I'm a part of a number of masterminds. I have a mastermind. And, I, you know, like if you do those things, like the most simple things, right? Take care of your body. Take care of your spirit, take care of your relationships, take care of your business, grow your mind by hiring coaches and being a part of groups like you can't, you can't lose. 
And I'd say the last thing is, dude, I have goals. Like we live in what we call a season, right? Like football, they have a 12 to 15 week season. We run in like 90 day challenges, 12 weeks. So we have goals, we have benchmarks. We check in every week. Like there's just the system that we live every single day, every single week. And it allows us to collapse time and get a lot of stuff done. And, you know, not just for the results, because results do matter, but for who we're becoming in the process and you know who I'm becoming matters to me. Like, I don't want to be the guy that just made a lot of money and that was really famous or like, I, I want to be a guy that can touch people's hearts, whether I'm in uh, a line at the grocery store with my kids at the elementary school. And I want to go to my grave knowing like I gave him all. Like I lived, I lived life on my terms and I lived life like, and I, I went to my grave empty. I emptied the tank. Like I, le- I left it all here on this planet. There was no regret. I'm not going to my grave with, you know, hopes and wishes and dreams that I wish I would have accomplished. I'm like, no, no way. Like, it doesn't have to be that way. Like live your life now. Like go live. Don't hold on. Don't wait till someday. I have a, a phrase. It's not mine. I heard it long ago, but it says some days today or it's never. So you either put it on the calendar and you go, you go after it or you just stop saying that you're going to do it someday. Just say, I'm not going to do it. Because someday is today or it's never. Most people that say someday it's code for never and that's not how I want to live. So you do these things on a daily basis. You stay in touch with your coaches, with your associations, your huddle. You listen to great podcasts, you read great books and you just stay positive. Like, you know, believing so many good things happen to you. That's incredible. And you have such a great way that you inspire and pour yourself out. So from anything from a book to a podcast to a mastermind, there's no reason why people shouldn't be learning something from you. So how can they connect with you and, and get in touch with you as far as consuming your content and all that good stuff? You got it. Thank you so much for asking. My site, my website, Setemangali, S-E-T-E-M-A-G-A-L-I.com. Go check that out. Go follow me on Instagram and on Facebook. And uh, I have a, a podcast, Your Daily Revolution, Your Daily Revolution, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube. Uh, I love it. Like So the, between the podcast and then I've got a few books, and you can find all that on my site. Go check me out. Follow me on social media. That's where I'm at. And you know, my, my life's work is to help people to live their greatest life. And for everyone, it's different. For some guys, that means they got to go make, you know, 40 or 50 million. For some guys, they, they've got to be a greater spouse and greater parent at home. For some guys, they need to go lose 100 pounds. And I know that if we can tip that first domino, like that first thing, everything else starts to fall into place. So that's how you can follow me. And again, if there's anything I can do, um, you know, people reach out all the time and I just send them links or I answer questions because I get paid. There's no doubt about it. So I'm not worried about getting paid. I'm just like focused on making a difference for people. Awesome. So you guys, if you aren't following Satema, make sure to do so. You're going to learn so much and it's just amazing inspiration. And thank you so much for being on the show today. I appreciate it. And do you have any last words for listeners? I do. You get one life. If you do it right, one is enough. So go make the most of it today, right now. Go do whatever you're, you've been thinking of. Go do it now. Love it. Thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Unleash Your Inner Legend. 
For more inspiration, make sure to subscribe by going to unleashyourinnerlegend.com. We'll see you guys next week. This is going to be the largest transfer market share we've ever seen between agents in history. KGCI Real Estate on Air, keeping you informed and empowered as the NAR settlement brings seismic shifts to the real estate industry. You treat your buyers just like you do a seller. You get a consultation, you pitch, and you compete for the value you will deliver for the fee you're willing to accept. Stay informed, stay prepared. Depend on KGCI Real Estate on Air.